I did it. I found someone. I was looking for another place to make into a station, and I usually keep my head down, but I've been trying to look up more. And that's not me being metaphorical, I just usually watch my feet when I'm walking, but I've been trying to not. And so I was looking up, and I saw someone. There was someone in a window. I... I didn't realize how much it had bothered me that I hadn't found someone. But you're right. I just wasn't doing enough. I wasn't working hard enough. I was thinking too much about myself, it's like you said. If we want to survive, we can't do that. We have to think of the bigger picture and rebuild it together. I'd like to meet you, honestly, because I think it's not so bad as you say. I think, maybe this is me just being naive. I'm not exactly an expert when it comes to people, but I think there's more of us than them. That's just what I think. Like the people I found? There were 25 of them or so, all in this apartment building, working together. Most of their neighbors had gotten out of the city for the storm, but they were the ones that had stayed. They'd all hid together in the basement during the worst of it. And that had cemented themselves from a bunch of strangers into... into a community. Sometimes still having a light on isn't a bad thing, is what I'm trying to say. They invited me to stay, but I just feel like I can do more if I keep moving. Like you were saying the other day, something about how those of us who have wrestled away a little bit of power from the whole have the responsibility to share it. I can't remember the exact quote, but I, I think that might apply to me. Because I can connect to people. I can help them realize they're not alone like you did for me. I've never thought of myself as someone who could make a difference before. Um, anyway, I set up a station in the lobby. They already had a phone in there, so it wasn't hard. Chatted with them for a bit earlier, even though I only left yesterday. Are you all alone? Maybe I can make my way to you. If you want. You talk about the water a lot, though, so you can't be that close. Still. No one should be alone right now. Not if they don't have to be. Can't trust the masses, can we? Oh, you're around. Hello again. How are things? Where Those who let themselves be blindly led by the government and the elite and the rich, they're beyond saving. They've already been lost. I mean, I think you'd be surprised. What people can do when they're scared? I know I surprised myself. Those who believed in the system have been laid low by it. Slow down to pick them up would only make you get trapped as well. One of the hardest things is being able to recognize when someone is a lost cause. I don't... I don't think I believe in lost causes at all. We cannot save everyone. But we can try! Those in charge made that decision long ago, but they're too cowardly to carry it out. And we don't need to save everyone. Instead, it I... falls to us. I think a lot of people probably saved themselves. We just don't know because we haven't found them yet. No, I'm... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get mad. I just don't think you're seeing what I'm seeing. Sorry I yelled. Sure, 
I know I can be a bit of a monologuer, and sometimes that gets to the point where even I don't know what I'm saying, so if I did stumble into some sort of sacrilegious blunder, I really am sorry. I think Poseidon is a cool dude. Loved his work on the chariot, and horses seem pretty okay, even if I don't trust their weird eyes. I also don't remember shooting down any albatrosses. Or any birds. I let a seagull eat my fries once. Well, I didn't fight him on it, at least. Look, I'm not exactly a perfect person, but I don't think I've done anything bad enough to deserve this. And hey, maybe I did. But it's been a while now, and I'm running low on food and water and the ability to talk to myself. Not imagining any tigers yet, but I'm sure it's just a matter of time. So if you could toss some land my way, I'd appreciate it. I don't really have anything to sacrifice, seeing as it's just me here. Oh, maybe I'm the sacrifice. That would make sense, seeing as I woke up and all the other guys were gone. I don't remember the storm very well. I was seasick, which is hilarious, because I felt just fine ever since, but I was really seasick, and I was kinda sorta hiding away. The thunder was so loud, and the lightning was so close, and it's not hard to see why people thought water spouts were monsters, because let me tell you, once you've seen one of those up close, you'll believe in just about anything. Oh, maybe I'm going about this all wrong. Should I be looking for doves and olive branches instead? I'll admit, not my strongest point as far as ancient writings on the sea go. Hey, at least I'm starting to understand what Wine Dark Sea might have meant. I've only been out here a few weeks, and already I feel like I've whined enough to change the colour of the water. I'd take being turned into a pig over this. At least there are other pigs to talk to. I could have sworn I recorded something on here. It was a mess. It was me rambling. Mirrors, insecurities, and it wasn't helpful, so it's not important. This, um, this seemed like a good a place as any to make note of my surroundings, and how they change as we move further and further away from... I'm going to call it the storm for now. Constant cloud cover makes marking the days accurately difficult. The water level hasn't receded in any noticeable way, and I know this because I went downstairs and marked where it was sitting, just to be thorough. The first floor is still entirely underwater. If I need to leave, I'll have to do it using something other than the front door. The water is so still. I keep my window open, but I still haven't seen anyone down there. There's less debris than I thought there would be. I remember the photos from New Orleans. I've been through hurricanes. Maybe if I was lower than the 14th floor, I would see more? On that note, I tried the door for 14D, and it opened. 
14D has a corkboard full of photos above her desk. She looks nice. I never spoke to her, but I saw her coming and going sometimes. Sorry, that's, um, it's not relevant. This is supposed to be a record of what's happening. I don't think I have anything else to say. Tomorrow, I'll start systematically going through the rooms, looking for food, batteries, anything that'll help me survive. I'll make sure to note what I take from where, so I can replace it once all this is ended. She always smiled when she saw me. I hope she's alright. People forget that the most clever thing about the Trojan horse is that it wasn't a gift to the Trojans, it was a gift to Poseidon. Because people are greedy and jealous sometimes. I get that. I'm greedy too. I've barely been on a boat before, but I got myself on this little trip because I couldn't stand the thought of someone else being here, even though I'm not exactly seawise. And now I'm stuck out here going who knows where. Can't even read a map unless it's got sea monsters on the edges. <sighs> now that's hilarious. That's the start of a really good morality tale all on its own, isn't it? Hey, Tiddalik. I know you usually get a bad rap in all the stories, but I, for one, would love to see some sort of redemption arc for you. Which could start with you drinking up all of this water. Or at least enough to send me in the right direction. The ocean's been so still since the storm, it's freaking me out. I mean, obviously, since I just jumped mythologies like a kid playing hopscotch. No worries, it... It appears I have all the time in the world to settle on... Which metaphor holds the most water? Just find some better wire cutters. Mine are getting so dull. A lot of the hardware stores are pretty picked over, but I'll try to find one before I... Finally. That took way too long. I... Breathe. Oh. Breathe in. Hey, uh, sorry about before. Now listen. We have poisoned the world. We ignored every sign, blinded by our own greed, and stuck in the idea that we're too important to doom ourselves. How prideful. How predictable. We poisoned the world, and now it's the world's chance to return the favor. Now breathe out. How are you feeling? Are you feeling lightheaded? Are you feeling like your lungs can't quite expand? Like the air is thinner? You're welcome. This is what we've done to our atmosphere. Much like our flawed school system. We've taken something that makes our little planet unique and damaged it beyond repair. Is that burning in your lungs from a lack of oxygen? Or are our bodies trying and failing to adjust to the smoke and ash that coats us all? And of course, if it's in our air, it must be in our water as well. In the rising seas the disappearing lakes. If I were you, I'd stake a claim on any water left and just hope that you live long enough for the ash to be what gets you. Have you ever watched Ivy choke a building? The plants that survive will be the clever ones, going through the smallest crack. 
So don't think that hiding away in some underground fortress will save you. No. Hiding away will do no one any good, especially alone. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. Sorry it wasn't clear. I'm not always the best with words. If we want to survive, we can't rely on only ourselves. We must learn how to support each other. Pull each other back from those riptides, which are so determined to take our feet out from under us. If you're only now just starting to consider this, you're too late. Yeah, I know. You sound like you had a bit of a rough day. Do you want to, um, talk about it? Okay. Okay, I won't ask again. You just seem lonely. Hey, Dad, it's me again. I I'm not calling to borrow money this time, I promise. I... I guess the joke gets old. You would have taught it a million times, though, so... If you can hear this, make a dad joke now. Still nothing, huh? Or have you finally run out of material? So, like I said, I'm not asking for money, only the thing is I'm in a bit of a pickle. See, the world ended and all I have to show for it is this tin can I'm stuck in. No. No, babe, I, I didn't mean it like that. You're a beautiful machine. I could take off. Head for that big blue yonder you raised me to never stop chasing. I could see the dome of heaven one more time and after that it's... Pretty much a last hurrah, because I doubt God even knows where my next fuel stop would be. I've got no working navigation equipment, no guaranteed refuel, nobody on the ground looking out for me, no contact with the guy who taught me how to fly in the first place, and... I... only have a choice. And only myself to make it. I would call you a helicopter parent, but you never taught me how to fly a helicopter, just a... boring old airplane, and... you didn't hover. Not really. You were always there for me when I needed you, which is what makes this particular tire fire of a situation extra spicy. Hey, remember that time I was, what, 10? Two kids in my class were having birthday parties the exact same day and I was agonizing over which one to go to. I mean, absolutely torn up about it. And you told me, you told me I could go to whichever one I wanted, but at the end of the day, the kid who wanted to be my friend was worth more than the one with a bouncy house, or something like that. I don't remember your exact words, seeing as I was 10, but you'd probably be able to tell me exactly what you said and also what shirt I was wearing that day. You always kept better track of my life than I did. It was annoying when it wasn't saving my skin. You told me the same thing when I was deciding whether or not to go to college. Not, <laughs> not about the bouncy house, just about what things are worth, about choosing happiness over whatever I thought was going to make me look good. Now that I think about it, I never asked what the real moral of the story was. Was it all about caution, Dad? Do whatever makes you feel like flying even though you've got no ground control? Especially when you've got no ground control? I wish you could tell me. I wish I could go running to my papa to make it all better. I wish I could at least give you back your lucky scarf. I knew what it meant when you gave it to me and I pretended not to. Sorry I did that. 
it still smells like you. Of course it does. Why why wouldn't it? It's not like either one of us ever washed it. Bad luck. Bad luck. What I'm saying is, no matter if you're out there somewhere or finally flown off to join the Big Bear Row Contest in the sky, I have a piece of you with me. Dad, please respond before I do something really, really stupid. I want to pretend that my drives have been spent looking for the others, but the thing is, anyone who made it out of there must have just kept on driving, because otherwise they would have made it back to camp. No, my drives have mostly been about exploring. I want to see everything that's changed, all over. But I'll start with everything in a 50 mile radius. There's a town east of where we last made camp, which I've kind of made into my home base. We've been there before, stopping to fill up on gas or treating ourselves to actual fresh food for a night. It's a tiny, really close-knit community. One of those one-stoplight towns, you know? Well, it looks like a tornado touched down right in the middle of Main Street, ripped right through the center of town. So, no stoplights now. I helped them dig through what used to be Town Hall. The frenzy of the first few days of a rescue had faded, and now it's all about recovery. They've still got people missing, but the tornado missed most of the residential areas, luckily. Their water doesn't seem to be affected either, although their power station was pretty totaled. So, this is the thing. I feel like everyone who is calling this storm world-ending has never met a good small town. Like, okay, the elementary school hasn't been cleared as structurally sound yet, so I decided to walk by, and what do I see? A bunch of teenagers sitting in a field watching over the younger kids. They're teaching the kids how to tie knots. Tie knots? How cool is that? An eight-year-old very patiently showed me how to tie a unicorn knot, which she assures me she invented. It's especially good for holding on to things, she told me. She also made me promise to practice. Her name's Daisy. She was actually the one that pointed them out. Uh, the scars, I mean. I hadn't noticed them? Which is... impressive? Embarrassing? They're right there. In my defense, my rearview mirror is cracked. Mirror. Rearview mirror. <clears throat> I guess I just thought that that was what I was seeing. No one had mentioned it, but Daisy is the best kind of curious eight-year-old, so she went right ahead and asked me what happened to my face. I said, what do you mean? Then she reached out and traced them, from hairline to collar, mostly on my right side. She said, you've got lightning on you. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I look pretty cool. I just don't really look much like me. Well, new world, new me, I guess? I left after that. I'll go back and help more. I promised Daisy, after all. But there's still a lot to see, maybe more towns that need help too. And now that I know to look, I can see the pity in their eyes. Which is funny, because I'm not upset. Not really. It was worth it to see the storm. It's been so quiet since. There's clouds, yeah, but not even any rain. I don't do well in nice weather. Is it... is it weird to say that I miss the storm? It's not that I love the destruction. Seeing houses torn up is terrible, but there's something so beautiful about it. Wow, that shouldn't be... Still here. Hello? Still here. Still here. Are you... 
Can you hear me? Do you need help? Still here. Do you know where you are? Maybe I can come to you. Where? Here. Hey, that's okay. We can figure it out. You just keep talking, okay? I'm... here? Don't worry. I'm good at finding things. It's kind of what I do. Needed something to do anyway. But just keep talking. We can figure this out together. I'm the stars are the same. Not the same the same. They're always changing. Just a little bit. The earth wobbles like a spinning top. Too slow to notice in any one human lifetime. None of them are where they were when the Greeks gave them names, I know that. I wrote a final about it in undergrad. They haven't changed more than science says they should have, I mean. Dr. Schubert is still in my head, leaning over my shoulder, all precision, precision, precision. I'm alone, on top of a mountain, and I'm correcting myself. <laughs> Just like a scientist, huh? The stars are the same. Within a standard deviation. Look! There's Leo! He's rising right now. I hope you're doing well up there. Things change slowly for you, I know. I used to think they changed slowly down here too. I think I know better now. Hello, Cygnus. Have a safe flight. Cepheus, Andromeda, stay civil. Both of you Ursas. Orion and his dogs. The sisters and their Tars. Remember to stick together. We all need a friend these days. People used to make their calendars by watching you. When one of you peeked up over the horizon, it was time to plant or harvest. Winter would come soon, or winter would end. When you live your life by the will of the gods, who live on a mountain and throw their favored friends into the sky to light your way, it's not too strange to think the stars can tell you something about yourself, too. At least I know, even with all the lights out down below and the equipment up here dead or haywire, I won't lose track of time. Maybe by an hour or two, maybe a day. I've got nothing to measure degrees except my hands, but everything feels slower now. Bigger. Time doesn't matter when there are no timepieces. When there's nothing keeping time. <laughs> it's almost funny. Looking at the stars and taking no notes. No measurements or telescopes, no numbers and screens. Wow. It's been a long time since I've just looked at the sky without a screen in between us. Way too long. When the storm hit, we thought it was fog. We thought it was just another low-lying thunderstorm. 
When it reached this elevation, I thought I was getting to see ball lightning for the first time. My luck wasn't quite that good, but at least I might still see it someday. It's peaceful. I always meant to take a walk up here at night with a blanket, a thermos, and a star chart. Just like back home. Just like before. But I never felt like I had time. I have nothing but time now. It feels like I have so much time, I could wait for Polaris to fly south. If I sit here long enough, the sky will reset itself. You'll all be back where you were when the sun ran along your ecliptic. When you got your names. The Greek ones, I mean. Everybody's named you, not just the gods damned Greeks. Isn't it funny how you only remember those? I don't even know what my ancestors called you, a few thousand odd miles east, and what you might call early science gets labeled mysticism. It's been a long time since I've watched you with only my eyes. I scrutinized you so closely, I almost forgot the big picture. I almost forgot the way you stare back. Hello, hello. I'll be here a while. Let's get reacquainted. The earth is wobbling, wobbling, wobbling. But I'm sitting still. You around today? I've been thinking. Wherever you are, you must have gotten hit a lot harder than we did here. A lot of the cities are pretty unstable, but water hasn't been too hard to find. Maybe I've just been lucky, and I can't speak for the coast, but if you head inland, you might have more luck. It sounds really bad where you are. But it's not that bad everywhere. This is... this is pretty funny. I'm not exactly a positive person, but here I am. You don't have to tell me anything about where you are, but even just knowing your name would be... cool. I didn't even realize until I had already left that I forgot to tell the people I'd met my name. I'm not sure how I managed that. It hasn't been that long. Although... I wasn't exactly introducing myself to many people before, either. I don't think I knew any of my neighbors' names. And I don't think they knew mine, either. That's weird to think about. I don't remember the last time I heard it out loud. Look, you don't have to tell me your name. But I should introduce myself properly, I think. It'd be nice for someone to know it. So, hello? I'm- You! Hey! You! Are you listening? Are you taking any of this in? You can't expect them to come to you. You can't be passive anymore. You're just using it as an excuse to hide. You can't keep screaming into nothing and expecting to get answers! What? No. You can't keep screaming into nothing and expecting to get answers! No, you... We talked about this. You said this already. We talked. You can't keep screaming into nothing and expecting to get answers! We had conversations. I know we... 
No, 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 no. Please say something. Say something to me. Specifically to me. You can't I know you're there! I know you can heal me! Please, please say anything! I won't bother you ever again, just say something! Hello fellow skeptics, it is T-minus five days before the end of the world according to the infallible powers that be. This will be my last recording for a while. Gotta hide away for a bit, because I'm sure when the armies come marching, they won't be able to ignore my particular door. <laughs> so, let's talk about what they're saying. And what they're not saying. And what you, yes you, you who are finally realizing how serious this all is can do to help your fellow man. It's about time you started listening. You've been listening to Crossing Wires Episode 5, Lost and Found. This episode was written by Sarah Cowan and Ziggy Schutz, with sound design and editing by Jack Strudwick. Episode 5 features the voices of Mickey as the radio repairman, Kyle John Brogan as the conspiracy theorist, Andrew Butler as the mariner, Shell Geyer as the scholar, Netta Marie Valcheva as the aviator, Dorian as the storm chaser, Lelia Nguyen as the stargazer, and Emily White as the We can be found on Tumblr at crossingwirespodcast.tumblr.com and on Twitter at underscore crossingwires underscore. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash crossingwirespodcast, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing Crossing Wires with a friend. Thanks for listening.